Welcome back, I'm Zanati Kuma and you're watching Stockwatch this week and joining us for a review of the week's stock performances and answers to your stock-related questions is Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. Do send your questions via SMS to 41392, email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag stockwatch. Thanks so much for your time, Wayne. Let's actually start off with, I think, was kind of... Uh, a highlight on the JSC with the resources 10 complex really flying high this yes. week. And of course, we know the, 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 you know, the, the, the link with China. But what I also want to know, uh, you know, what's your sentiment on that? Do you think that the markets have finally found the bottom? But at the same time, you know, whenever you get uh, these uh, stimulus announcements from China, there's kind of like this knee jerk reaction and you see it filtering through to the resource uh, tense uh, complex. But also at the same time, you get investors say, you know what, it's actually not much of a market moving stimulus. So what do you have to say about that? Well, look, I think there's two two factors to consider. First of all, the mining shares are cheap, and they're cheap for a very good reason, is that global growth is slowing down, and in particular in China, it's slowing down. And that's on the back globally of higher interest rates and higher inflation, and that's quite normal. In other words, in a commodity down cycle, the commodity shares are going to get pounded, and that's exactly what's happened now, but they're cheap, and that's the point. The second point is, who knows where the bottom is? You just don't know. But on a two to three year view, inflation in the world is probably going to fall and interest rates are probably going to fall. And that will boost economic growth worldwide. China, you know, will be dragged along with that, even if they aren't able to get their domestic growth growing so well. Their export growth will grow as the rest of the world picks up uh, some speed in their economies on the back of lower interest rates. And that's always good for commodities. So, you know, on a two to three year view, commodity shares are cheap. And just for whatever reason, whether it was the stimulus announcement out of China or whatever, the platinum shares in particular are flying. I mean, they must be up, what, 15 percent, 20 percent in the last two or three days. Yeah, absolutely incredible. But I mean, is that a significant move up or could you maybe also say that it is kind of a, a dead cat bounce at this point? It could be. It could be. But the point is, as I mentioned earlier mm. on, they do represent value. So whether they go up now and they go back and test their lows and go lower, if you buy in this sort of area, yeah. on a two to three, you'd probably be going to be quite happy with your investment. Uh. I mean, if you take Anglo-American Platinum, it's fallen from 2,500. And where did it go to? I think below 600. I think it went to 580. And it's now trading at about 650, 660, somewhere around there. So it's already bounced a little bit off the bottom. Whether this is a dead cat bounce or whether this is the turn, mm. you only know after the event. But, you know, once again, these shares represent quite good value on a two to three year view. Yeah, and they're still, I guess, dirt cheap at this point. Uh, let's go on to the questions that have come through. Um, this is quite an interesting one. What would be the circumstances to bring offshore funds back to the JSE? Or would it be better to invest in an offshore JSE ETF? I, I can't answer whether you should come back, bring your money back to South Africa and buy the JSE. Yeah. Or whether you buy the money overseas and buy a JSE, you end up with the same thing. Yeah. And you're getting the same exposure. So now there's a couple of points to mention on this. First of all, people think the Johannesburg Stock Exchange is representative of South Africa. It's not. Hmm. Only about 20% of the shares on, South Af on, on the JSE are directly related to the South African economy. 
We've got all the international shares, and that's the majority of the market. And then we've got the mining shares. I mean, the mining shares might have exposure. They might have mines in South Africa, but their fortunes are determined by the dollar price of what they sell. But to try and answer the question, the RAND is very cheap. It's very oversold at the moment for very good reasons. It's a commodity down cycle, as we spoke about earlier on with all the commodity shares. And the RAND is always oversold cheap when there's a commodity down cycle. Now, if the cycle picks up over the next two or three years, as it should as global interest rates fall, etc., then the RAND's going to strengthen, as it has done every other time. The RAND is a commodity currency. So, I don't know, in two, three years' time, the RAND could be at 16, 16, 50. So, in other words, if you want to bring money back from overseas, now's not a bad time to do it at all because the RAND is oversold. Who knows in the shorter term it might go to 1950 against the dollar. It might go to 18. I don't know. Mm. But certainly on a two to three year view, I'm quite confident that the rand will go below 17, maybe even go to 16, because that's exactly what it's done every other time we've had a commodity upcycle. So it wouldn't be unusual at all for the rand to do that on the back of higher commodity prices. Now, to buy the JSE, understand buying the JSE, half of what you're buying are international companies. A quarter of what you're buying are mining shares and only 20% to a quarter of what you're buying are South African shares. And those two and the South African shares are, are totally dominated by the bank's financial services and retail. So if you want to buy South Africa, then you should buy the banks, the retailers and the financial services listings on the JSE, they also look good value for very good reason. We're in a down cycle. We're in a commodity down cycle. Our shares are always cheap in a commodity down cycle. And hopefully load shedding becomes less and less over the next two or three years and the economy picks up and inflation remains under control and our interest rates fall. Then the economy should pick up a little bit and then those shares will probably go up. So very long answer. Mm. If you want to bring money overseas, now is the time to do it. Mm. I guess the next question also uh, expands on what you've just said because it says, what sectors and stocks would you pick on the JSC for the next six months? Yeah. Bank, retailers, mining, any other? But then I guess because that's still the short term and right now things are still well, very, very bad. So meaning banks, miners? Six months, I just don't know. Yeah. Six months is a very, very short term in investments. Yeah. It's quite funny. I often get asked, what must I pick for the next month? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, but six months, six months is a little short. Yeah. What I'm picking on a two to three year view is first of all mining shares, mm. then the banks. Yeah. Except for Capitec, I think Capitec still looks a little expensive. Mm. And then on the retail side, look, the retail is actually quite interesting because lots of companies have got very specific issues, even though they look cheap. They have got specific issues like spa and uh, pick and pay. You know, if you think spa is going to come right and pick and pay is going to come right, the shares are very cheap. I'm not that keen on ShopRite shares. They look a little expensive. So to answer the question, mm. mining shares, especially platinum and banks. Well, let's actually drill into banks because yesterday First Rand came out with results and it seemed to drag the whole of the yes. banking sector down with it, which... I didn't quite understand because they came out with, you know, the numbers that you would expect. Credit impairments, not really anything that's outside yes. of what has, you know, been reported by the other banks. So why the pressure yesterday? 
Okay, when you look at all the banks and what they've reported, mm. Standard Bank reported, you know, very good double-digit growth. Uh, mm. Nedbank and APSA were, were, were quite a bit below that. Capitech was certainly, they haven't reported yet, but they've given a trading update. Mm-hmm. That was acceptable. Yeah. Now, exclude Capitech. Let's just talk the really big banks. First Rand is the most highly rated of all of those banks. So it sits at a 12 price earnings ratio. The rest are call it seven to eight. So it's a 20, 30, 40% premium to the rest of the banking sector. Now, the earnings it came out with, it was a 12% earnings increase, a 12% earnings a dividend increase was probably a little bit light for the rating of the share. Now, I've got to be careful, of course, because I work for first rate. <laughs> but, you know, 15 or 16%, you probably wouldn't have seen a negative reaction on the share price 12%, I think the market was anticipating a little bit more, but it's fallen down to 68 Rand now. Now at 68, it looks reasonable. So I, I don't mm. think it's going to fall any further. So it's down, what, 3 4% since the trading update came out. And below 70, it still looks like a good buy. I mean, my own internal evaluation for first Rand, I think fair value is about 75, 76 Rand mm. over the next year or two. So you, there's reasonable upside. And I mean, we must be actually be quite proud of all of our banking shares because they've come through this very, very difficult period. As we all know, in South Africa, um, all of the factors uh, that, that, that influence us every day. But most importantly, this period of high interest rates, they've actually come through it without credit impairments, you know, going through the roof. They've actually all done reasonably well. In the in in the in the control and the lending out of money because they're not being swamped by bad debts. I mean, First National Bank's bad debts is within their range. Ned Banks was within their range. Mm-hmm. I think APSA might have been slightly higher than they through what they call the through the cycle range. So they've actually done quite well by controlling the the impairments in a period of slow economic growth, as we all know. Load shedding, but most importantly, once again, high interest rates. Ah, all right. Well, let's move on to the next question. Um, your view on MTN and City Lodge. Uh, these companies posted decent results it's, lately, but the share price seems to be taking an opposite direction. I think we have spoken a lot about City Lodge. And actually, an interesting uh, comment there from uh, JP was that City Lodge is the share isn't really the same as what it was before uh, the rights issue. So what can you say about, uh, you know, kind of that opposite uh, direction that the share price is going in compared to the numbers that they're churning out? Well, look, you know, the share market's a strange animal. It does really, truly funny things in the shorter term. Mm. And that's what gives you opportunities either to buy or to sell. But over the longer term, the market's actually very, very accurate at essentially valuing companies. So in the short term, since uh, uh, City Lodge announced their results, I wouldn't worry too much about the share price going down. You know, just as background, tourism is flourishing in South Africa. It truly, truly is flourishing. I mean, I know it's a lot of it is Western Cape. I, I understand that. But you fly anywhere in an aeroplane in South Africa, it's full. You can fly 10 o'clock in the morning, it's full. I was in Cape Town at the waterfront a couple of weeks ago with very bad weather, it was cold and rainy, place was packed with foreign tourists. So this whole tourism thing is actually exploding. And when you look, why not tourists can come here from overseas? 
pay in rands and get seriously good value for money. And we have world-class tourist attractions. So they are going to come. I'm very positive about the whole tourism outlook. And I'm also positive about City Lodge and the share price, despite the fact that the share has gone backwards since they announced their results. Their results were quite good. I mean, they had very high bed occupancy rates. Mm. There's a huge turnaround in the business. Sun International, when they came out with their results, everything's firing. You know, it's firing on all cylinders. I also happened to be a, a month or two ago at Sun City. Sun City's packed. I mean, they can't build rooms fast enough there. Mm. You, you try and lie down on a Saturday afternoon to have a bit of a sleep and you kept awake by all the building noises because they just building new apartments the whole time because there's such demand. Mm. What about MTN? Yeah, MTN, you know, MTN's a very, very strange share. It's a good company. The last results it came out with was good, but there is inherent risk in MTN because you don't know what the Nigerian or the Ghana government or whichever government is going to, what little surprise they're going to spring on them next week. You just don't know. And this has happened many, many times. They've had these fines imposed and gone through legal battles. So there is a, a inherent risk in the company that's greater than, let's say, the average South African company. is because of the exposure outside of South Africa. And in many countries, they're one of the biggest revenue producers in that country. So when the government needs money, they just go off to MTN. I would still buy it. I like it. But understand... News could come out tomorrow about something they've done wrong or some fine or some change in tax or whether, and also the countries themselves outside of South Africa that they're involved in, you know, sometimes you can't get your money out because there's no foreign exchange uh, in the country and, the, and you get hyperinflation and the currency is volatile. So understand the risks that you take in buying MTN, but I still think it's fair value. I think those risks are discounted at the moment in the share price. Ah, all right. Uh, there's one on transaction capital. Of course, there has been uh, quite a lot of attention uh, on the company Ooh. this week. Um, I bought a good amount of transaction capital shares a few months ago after a stock pick from the channel. Disclaimer, we do not give out advice. <laughs> I'm now down 30%. <laughs> do I sell or hold? <laughs> Look, I know you gave that stock picket, was it? <laughs> no, so a lot, a lot of you, Wade. A lot of you guys. <laughs> no, but look, but look, look, I was wrong. I mm. thought when they came out with the update about SA taxis a couple of months ago, I thought that's it. They've provided for everything. Mm. They've thrown the kitchen sink at it. It's a classic recovery story, and I recommended buying it. Then they come out a couple of days ago saying, oh, hang on, things are actually worse than what we told you a few months ago, which was, which we, and those, what they told us a few months ago was terrible. Mm. Things are actually worse than that. And the share price takes another pound. Don't sell now. Yeah. Sit through it. I mean, there are some good businesses in there outside of SA Taxi. Um, I know. I know we buy cars as earnings are coming down 20%, but you've got you in a high interest rate environment. Mm. You know, of course, margins are going to be squeezed. Volumes will also get squeezed. But that's fundamentally a good long-term business to be in. And I think the share price, you know, no one knows the future. You know, if, if, I, if I could get every time I call a share right, if I was 100% right, <laughs> I wouldn't be telling anyone what yeah. my share picks are because I'll just be buying them myself. 
So obviously, you know, it's a, it was a mistake to buy it. It's gone lower now. No one anticipated this further trading update. But to sell now, I think, would be the wrong thing. Yeah, I'm also feeling the pain, Wayne. I'm also feeling the pain. I think I bought a first at 17, then I bought a 12, trying to, trying to average out, and then it just tanked even more. So I, yeah. I, I feel the viewer's pain and your pain as well, Wayne. Uh, but let's get to something uh, that's maybe uh, painless or that's got less pain. Your stock pick for today? Look, as I said earlier, I'm going to go for the platinum shares. And mm. uh, I'll go for Impala. I'll go for the slightly more marginal share. I mean, I know it's run strongly over the last couple of days, but maybe this was the bottom. If it was the bottom, well, it doesn't matter whether it was the bottom or not. The yeah. upside potential is significant over the next two or three years. So I'll go for Impala. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your analysis today, yeah. Wayne. Really appreciate it. That was Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments.